the Script Teasers Podcast, where you get bite-sized screenwriting theory from the best in the business. Welcome to Script Teasers, a podcast that is designed to help you create an original narrative series. Do you struggle when you're home alone trying to figure out the plot for your script? Sure, your ideas come easily, but executing them is one of the hardest challenges writers face. Hi, my name is Holly Lyons, founder of Screenwriting Scripties, and I will be your narrative expert. In this episode of Script Teasers, we will be covering the essentials when it comes to plotting drama. We'll examine the three-act structure and discuss the concept of departure, initiation into the unknown, and the return to the ordinary world but change forever. We'll delve into the transformative journey. Ask yourself this question, what can your protagonists do at the end of the story they couldn't do at the start? I'll draw on examples to demonstrate how I plot and I'll talk you through my process. I know how painfully hard plotting can be, but don't lose faith, you're not alone. I'm here to share my tips and shortcuts when it comes to storytelling. Throughout this session, always keep the transformative journey in the back of your mind. How has your protagonist changed? What have they learnt? What can they do at the end of the story they couldn't do at the start? Let's refresh our knowledge of a very simple story structure, the three-act structure. This is the departure from the ordinary world, initiation into the unknown, return but change forever. So at the start, the writer sets up the ordinary world. We are introduced to the hero's normal life before the adventure begins. Usually, this is where we meet the protagonist. We learn what their ambitions, dreams or goals are. We learn what their current obstacle is to seeking their dreams. We discover their central character flaw. Are they nervous, overconfident, damaged? For example, in the best Star Wars film, Luke's ordinary world is on Tatooine, working for his aunt and uncle, but he is dissatisfied. Next, there is usually an inciting incident, which also works as a call to action. In adventure movies, it's a quest. In romantic stories, they need to find a way to get closer to someone. To create conflict, the protagonist is usually reluctant. They must be encouraged to accept the mission. When the protagonist accepts the challenge they are faced with, they begin their journey or adventure. Let's listen to this clip of Luke Skywalker's call to action. Oh, well, my little friend... (laughs) Got something jammed in here real good. Were you on a star cruiser? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What's this? What is what? He asked you a question. What is that? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Some screenwriters call this the departure from the unknown. Usually, their central flaw is challenged at this point. For example, if their flaw is that they are a commitment-phobe, maybe now is when they find themselves engaged to their partner. Uh Uh-oh, how are they going to handle this? The climax of the story is when the protagonist confronts the evil and overcomes the threat. And this doesn't have to be an evil person. In the movie Twister, the weather is the antagonist. Sometimes it is the protagonist's own problem or flaw that stands in their way. For example, in Toy Story 1, Woody's main issue with Buzz stems from his own jealousy. He needs to overcome his insecurities before he can work as a team with Buzz. Listen to this trailer to refresh your memory. Woody, the veteran. Draw! Oh, got me again! Buzz, the rookie. Have you been replaced? No one's getting replaced. Excuse me. 
Okay, who else? You're mocking me, aren't you? <coughs> Ow! What do you say I get someone else to watch the sheep tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah! Don't even think about it, cowboy. Two heroes, ready for anything. I don't like confrontations! Except each other. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, a laser! It's not a laser, it's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser and big guys, come on. But that's about to change. They've stepped over the edge and into the real world. I think he bounced into Sid's yard. He tortures toys. Where is your honor, dirtbag? A good soldier never leaves a man behind. Where the name of the game is survival. I'm lost. That is all your fault. My fault. I've set my laser to kill. You're a toy. Use your karate chop action. Stop that. What's going on? Come in, Star Command. Send reinforcements. You are a toy! You are a sad, strange little man. Who's that wimpy cowboy dog? All right, man. Move, 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 move! There's no place like home. Come on, this way. Negative. Ah! We'll be much safer in the cockpit. What an idiot. Great idea, Woody. Go infinity and beyond! Are you getting replaced? This is clearly all the toys' worst fear. And the distrust between Buzz and Woody is raw and real even in the trailer. Then the last part of the three-act structure is that we return to the ordinary world but are changed forever. Generally, audiences are most satisfied when the protagonist experiences a transformative journey. A common theory is that this doesn't really happen in sitcoms and after we watch an episode of Seinfeld or Friends, the characters are reset, they've learnt nothing. But I tend to disagree. If we watch the seasons as a whole, we can see these characters grow and change. For example, in The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon's attitude towards Penny does develop over time. In Frasier, Daphne does begin to see Niles in a different light. But okay, 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 Rachel and Ross never seem to ever get together. Now, script teasers, let's put this transformative journey into action. I want you to look into your bag or on your desk and take out an object. This can be any object. Now, this is the story we're going to tell connected to this object. Firstly, your character cannot be without this object. Then, your character loses this object. However, they manage to live without the object. Next, they find the object, but they realize they don't need it anymore. Let's hear from a student who applied this theory. My object is my wristwatch. My character cannot be without this watch because it was given to her by her grandmother on her deathbed with the words, always remember life is short. Don't let time rule your life. When my character loses this wristwatch, they find themselves unable to operate normally. They are late for work, for everything. They're distressed. They can't sleep. Their grandmother's words echoing in their mind. Don't let time rule your life. Without her watch, my character begins to loosen up. She isn't constantly checking the time. And finally, when my character finds the watch, her dog stole it, she realizes she doesn't need it anymore. Her days are much more relaxed without it. She puts the watch away and lives life without it. Changed forever. So just with using a random prop that you found in your bag, we've demonstrated the way the transformative journey works and how it directly relates to the three-act structure. Before I guide you through the way I plot an episode, let me just run through a handful of tips to keep in mind when you're plotting. Here's a checklist reminder from the BBC Writers' Room to keep in mind. What does the character need? What is the inciting incident? What does the character want? What obstacles are in the way? What is at stake? Why do we care? 
It's essential to challenge yourself as you create a storyline. Audiences these days have so much choice, so many platforms, and so much content. In order to compete, your stories need to be unique and original. Always ask yourself, has this been on the screen before? If so, how can you retell this story in a much more interesting way? Make sure your character is the architect of their own demise. It's their fault they're in this mess. Keep them active. Avoid accidents and coincidences. Accidents don't usually make good drama. For example, a story where you accidentally run over your neighbor's puppy, it's great and it definitely causes conflict. However, how does that story alter with this small amendment? You deliberately run over your neighbor's puppy. Suddenly, the conflict is heightened. We want to know more. We want to know the motive behind this and the consequences. Just one small change, making your character proactive and responsible for their own actions has generated three more story beats. Make your characters responsible. It generates more story and more conflict. Be mindful of expositional devices like letters, phone calls, radio news reports, and speeches from teachers. Is there a better way to convey this information? Often these devices are lazy storytelling, and I especially hate when characters learn key information while eavesdropping. Eavesdropping is evil, and you must avoid it at all cost script teasers. That is not good enough. And my biggest pet hate, off-screen drama. Does your character need so much baggage? Why have you made up so much baggage? backstory for them. If it's worthwhile and it's delicious drama, then put it on the screen. You've invested energy into creating an incredible backstory, so why does it happen in the past? Wouldn't it be better if we see the exciting stuff? Think carefully about where your story should start. Don't help your protagonist. They're not your child. They've got themselves into this mess. Make it really hard for them to get out. The more challenging their obstacles, the more interesting they are to watch. Cliffhangers are one of the most important tools when crafting drama. One theory is that this term originated with the serialised version of Thomas Hardy's A Pair of Blue Eyes, published in 1872, where one of the protagonists is left hanging off a cliff. And with the way we binge-watch television now, killer hooks are even more important. The Netflix show Dead to Me is an excellent example of that. Listen to the season 2 trailer and try to count how many cliff moments are packed into the series. What did you do? We need to call the police. How's it gonna look if I go to the cops? Steve killed my husband. My boys can't lose me. No one can ever know what happened. Judy's back! Hi! I thought Judy wasn't gonna be in our life anymore. Guess you guys can't stay away from each other, huh? Oh, um... No no How are we supposed to figure out what to do with a dead body? I don't know. Baby, get ready, set. All I can think about is movies that involve wood chippers or dissolving a body in a bathtub. That is the man I was going to marry. He deserves some dignity. I'm sorry, Judy. Not everything is a Disney movie is about to start fucking castle fucking sparkle time, okay? The FBI are good at connecting dots. And we are the fucking dots. I'm warning you. Watch yourself. Because I sure as hell am. Do I say please? I love the theory that there are three types of cliffhangers. The gasp moment, the slap in the face, or the kick in the guts. Which is your favourite type of cliffhanger? 
However you want to label your cliffhangers, the point is, at the end of every scene, at the end of every act, and at the end of every episode, you must provoke a reaction from your viewers. You want to make them emotional, make them scared, make them laugh. But most of all, you want to put them on the edge of their seats. So let me guide you through my plotting process. First, I'm going to share a plotting template with you. The protagonist has a problem. To solve that problem, they form a goal. Then they form a plan. Then they execute the plans. Then there is a reversal or an escalation when the plan is struck by an obstacle or the plan doesn't work out. Then they have to make up a new plan. And then we repeat this template. A half an hour drama will repeat it about four or five times and a one hour show like The Good Wife will repeat it about eight times. I suggest you read the Broad City pilot written by Alana Glazer and A.B. Jacobson which in only 21 minutes of screen time it has 19 reversals or escalations as the two protagonists try to achieve one common goal. In actioning this plotting template the meat of the story is where the reversals and escalations take place. That is where you have to be very creative. Whether you are plotting your own original series or have been hired to write for someone else's, the first thing to nail down is this. Who has the A story? Who has the B story? Is there a C story? What is important in every episode? What is the demographic? What is the central protagonist's flaw? What are the flaws of the other significant characters? What is the antagonist's flaw? Are the episodes linked by themes? You really need to answer all these questions before you can begin to plot an episode. Okay, so when I'm plotting, the next thing I do is generate story springboards. These are one-sentence story ideas. I suggest you don't self-edit. All ideas belong on the page. You need to generate at least 100 story springboards to prove your series has legs. This is a really useful exercise to do when you are creating your own series. If you can't land on 100 story ideas easily, something is not working. You need to go back. Strengthen the floor. Is the environment strong enough? Also, I find that until I get to around 60 or 70 story springboards, my thoughts are unoriginal and generic. They only get interesting around number 70 when I am really pushing myself creatively. So when I say you need to do 100, you need to do 100. Here are some tips as you generate your story springboards. It's a good idea to separate them into character columns. The protagonist must own the idea. Try to generate ideas that speak to your protagonist's flaw. For example, here's a story springboard. Someone loses their wallet. However, it's much better if I give that story springboard to a character. Holly loses her wallet. So when I come back and go through my story springboards, I know who is the best character to own that story idea. Here are some story springboards created for the Australian animated series Little J and Big Cuz. This show is aimed at a preschool audience, so it's essential to tap into the mindset of that demographic. I often recommend writers to step outside of their comfort zone. It's really really hard to plot for this age group, so challenge yourself and try. Here are some storyboards for Little J and Big Cuz. First, I'm going to do my Little J column. Little J invents an imaginary friend who's wicked. Little J loses Monty's lucky charm. 
Little Jay swears to revenge prank Big Cuz when he mistakenly believes she is playing a prank on him. Little Jay lies, telling Monty he can juggle, but then he gets a gig at Monty's birthday party. Little Jay pretends he can tell the time, but he gets caught because he is late so often. Little Jay sleepwalks. Little Jay has to learn his address off by heart. Little Jay hides his report card from Nana. When Nana has a fall, Little Jay has to call an ambulance, but does he know the number for the emergency services? Now we can switch our focus to Big Cousin's column. Big Cuz breaks an important item belonging to Nana and tries a massive cover-up. Big Cuz plans a fundraiser, but secretly she wants to keep the money for herself. Big Cuz changes the Wi-Fi password and can't remember the new one. Big Cuz makes friends with a stranger and it's a stranger danger story. Please note, most producers want you to avoid creating guest characters for budget reasons, so try to avoid using too many guests when you're generating these story springboards. Script teasers, how about some story ideas for Nana and Old Dog? They sometimes have a sea story on this show. Let's go. Nana loses her glasses. Is Nana losing her memory? Big Cuz finds out Nana doesn't know how to ride a bike and decides to teach her. Old Dog runs away. Now we've generated 100 story springboards. We're going to choose our top 15. Which ideas made you smile or provoked a reaction as you devised them? Do any of these ideas have thematic links? Identify them. Is one idea an escalation or reversal for another? Looking at this selection of ideas off the top of my head, some do have thematic links and some could work together in an episode. For instance, Little Jay invents an imaginary friend who's wicked. Well, this could match well with this idea. Big Cuz breaks an important item belonging to Nana and tries a massive cover-up. So what I'm thinking there is that Big Cuz might blame Little Jay's imaginary friend for whatever item she's broken. And how would Old Dog feel if Little Jay was focusing all his attention on his imaginary friend? Perhaps this story springboard? old dog runs away, might work as an escalation in that story space. Also, I'm wondering if this story, Nana Loses Her Glasses, might work in the same episode about an imaginary friend. Perhaps they would link thematically. So you see how some ideas can gel together and work together, and you can also see why you need at least 100 story springboards to create an awesome storyline. Also, before you go any further, I suggest you check the episode synopses online and delete all the ideas that have already been done. When I was hired to write on Bananas in Pyjamas, I found the task incredibly hard as they had already produced more than 80 episodes. My ideas kept getting knocked back as they had been done before. So let's talk about the structural shape for a half an hour episode. Your A story needs to be between 12 and 16 beats. You need at least four peak moments. Your B story needs to be between four and six beats. Then you need to indicate a C story and try to thematically link it. To be part of a session that mirrors a writer's room where you can really put all these skills in action, join my mailing list so I can let you know when I'm running my next plotting workshop. Script teasers, are you up for a challenge? Using the protagonist from your project, brainstorm some ideas on the worst place that character can find themselves. If you prefer, use an existing protagonist from your favourite show. Focusing on their flaw, what is the worst situation they could be faced with? Like the moment when Indiana Jones has to scramble through a train carriage of snakes. Make your character face their demons. How will they react? Choose your best scenario and write a two-page scene. Swap it with another writer for feedback. Good luck, script teasers. I can't wait to see what you create. 
For feedback on your project, please book an assessment by heading to my website, screenwritingscriptees.com.au. In the next Script Teasers episode, we will explore the essentials you need to write a killer scene with impact. See you then, Script Teasers.